Welcome to a new month and actually halfway through the year, pop culture fans, to a brand new podcast episode of Quality Check Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me, as always, is Drew Douglas. I hate to start this way, but I have to I have to issue an apology. I, this is kind of, I don't know, like, I'm kind of on, on edge of my seat right now because you mentioned this, and I'm like, what's happening? It's something I said on the Flash podcast. I said it, and then... I, when I was like editing the episode, I was like, crap, I need to look this up and see if I'm Now right. I know where you're going. And I'm wrong. I was, I was wrong. Yeah, you'll know. But I said that, you know, the, the Flash director, Andy Musietti, is uh, married to Barbara Musietti. That's his sister. You were right. That's his sister, not his wife. <laughs> so maybe, uh, maybe in a, a different in the multiverse somewhere that's somehow his wife but i i do need to correct that because i feel super bad like all week that's been on my mind of, no i now i sound like an idiot well that honestly whenever i mentioned that and then you said no his wife i thought oh man that I, that sounds bad on my part because i was in that moment thinking man i just ended up saying something where he is not married to someone and that his wife because it's kind of a weird thing if you think about like if your wife it's a, at least in my mind, I'm like, all right, so if you were to marry someone with your sister's name or vice versa, you know, it's almost like that feeling yeah. that I would get. So I don't think he's married at all, um, but I, I just want to issue that uh, apology. I didn't mean it. You need your your own Cronenberg uh, uh, bowl. I was going to say Cronenberg, but <laughs> not body horror Cronenberg, but Cronin Bowl, where, right? That's the name of a Cronin Bowl? Chrono Bowl. Chrono Bowl. Okay. That's much better. You need that version where you can go back and end up fixing that, and then no one would ever know. And that'd be your future self knocking you out. Oh, yeah, it's true. Well, what would the uh, tomato can be for this situation? It would be, would you like mute your audio, mute your mic at the time, and it's like just an audio issue, and you think it went out? I think what I need to do, though, is you're the one that goes, you mentioned Barbara and you said that's his sister, right? So I really need to alter you. Like I need to have, <laughs> I need to have maybe pulled up the Wikipedia page on him or something. So you'd be like, oh yeah, his sister. And it's right there. Oh yeah. So you never ask the question, then I can never get it wrong. <laughs> right? Doesn't that make the most sense? I don't know. Yeah. Well, this is something like that. This is super stupid. Time but, travel's um, confusing. Yeah, we almost need like a section where we just correct ourselves the following podcast because this happens every once in a while. And I feel like it's typically me where there's something where I bring some whatever up like that. And then it's like, no, that's like way off. I think I somehow indirectly caused the Flash to just totally bomb at the box office from this gaff. That, maybe that's the reason. Maybe that's what's going on. Everyone's like, wait, you're telling me that he's married to his sister or something <laughs> like that? <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, yeah, new month. It's super hot here all of a sudden. Again, everyone loves when we talk about weather right off the bat, but it is scorching hot here. It's scorching uh, hot in Missouri where you are. Yeah. It's 100% summer. It's July now. We're, we're inching towards, well, it's June right now, but we're going we're gonna to say it's July for this episode. Yeah. We're inching towards the 4th of July, which for the longest time was my favorite holiday. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to have fun. But, you know, the dog hates fireworks. So this holiday has become less fun. But there are some goodies in the month of July that we're going to talk about. 
I think, right? A lot you of good said there's a lot of good stuff in July. I, I kind of struggled. Really? Yeah. I, I I struggled a tad, and I stuck to the basics, which was three movies. And we'll get into those in a second, but we're going to celebrate the month of July by doing something we've never done before. We're going to give something away. Ooh. You and I have talked a lot on this podcast about how much we love the Regal Unlimited subscription pass. Heck yeah. Regal actually reached out to us and they hooked us up with some $25 gift cards. And, and thank you, you for that. Thank you, thank you. If you're unfamiliar with Unlimited, it's $18.99 a month. You get free Unlimited movies at Regal Theaters, so it pays for itself within two visits. If you're a movie nerd like us, you know... They have the must-see movies that hit theaters every month. Those are the ones that you got to see. And then there's some, we talk about this when we do our picks, that we're kind of on the fence about. Mm -hmm. And Unlimited is great because it it helps, you know, you and I see so many movies without breaking the bank. That's nice. I don't want to knock on any movie in particular, but the new Transformers came out a couple weeks ago. (laughs) That was not a must-see for me in any way. But I used my unlimited pass on it and had no regrets, you know, hitting the theater for a couple of hours. Uh, If you're interested, you can sign up for a three-month plan, and then it goes month to month. And perhaps the best perk, you and I have talked about this a lot, the credits you earn. Oh, it's great. It's fantastic. And those credits go towards free popcorn, drinks, movie tickets, and that's what I do. I let those credits rack up, and that's how I get my wife in. She goes for free, so it's like a free date night for us, which is amazing. Again, if you are on the fence about maybe signing up, we always recommend it. It's the perfect way to see so many movies. I was going to say the best, like you were saying, the best thing, it truly is the perk or the perks of the Unlimited with what you get for the percentage off uh, for concessions, but then also uh, racking up the reward points. It really is and, and I'm serious about this, the best in the business comparing it to anything else. Like this is the best deal and I love it. And there's sometimes what I love even more is like whenever you end up having those, um, actually I think it's a current deal with Lionsgate where through uh, Regal Unlimited, if you see or just through getting the rewards through Regal, Regal, if you end up doing that and seeing the three movies that are chosen by Lionsgate, you can get a digital download with those movies. Yeah, we did that with Sony. That's how I got Venom 2. Yeah, um, that's right. Spider-Man No Way Home. And then it was, there was one other one that, that, that we got, and that was great. And then I got something random today, like a push alert, and it's like, you can upgrade your ticket to see uh, Dial of Destiny and IMAX for free. And I'm like, heck oh, so yes, good. I'm going to do that. Um, but to celebrate, so we got that and it's July. We're, we're doing our pop culture picks. So to enter to win this, um, check out our Twitter page under quality check pod. That's our handle. We're going to have a post pinned and just retweet it. Follow us, retweet it and tell us what thing you are looking forward to the most in July. Could be movie, TV show, music, whatever you want. Um, just do that. If you don't want to use Twitter, you don't have Twitter, you email us, qualitycheckpodcast at gmail.com. Just do the same thing. Tell us what you're looking forward to. We will pick someone at random on July 14th. Just make sure that you are a U.S. resident. I'm actually getting really pumped 
to be able to see Indiana Jones, and I will be watching that tomorrow. And I can't wait because it's, like you said, it's sweltering that I ruined a dress shirt today, and I'm going to uh, be able to cool off tomorrow and not have to take a jacket because I'm going to be with my favorite archaeologist. Ooh, now, that's a good point. You get out of the heat to go see a movie. I don't know. It could be 70 degrees and perfect. I'd, I'd still be like, yeah, let's go, let's go hit up the theater and go see something. You know, there's never a bad time to see it. It's a perfect time because um, July, we're doing our picks. I keep saying that over and over again, but I pick three movies. You pick three movies. So there's a lot coming out. So one thing you mentioned, and this is something that I think is great. And like you said, not to knock on any movie, but you've mentioned, and I think this is a perfect way to describe it. Like they're the movies that you will go see no matter what, like Indiana Jones, we would be seeing no matter what, but there are some that are truly like good subscription movies where once you have the pass and one, that's the way I felt about one of my picks, which was my number one pick last month for the month of June. And that was The Boogeyman. And you haven't seen that yet. I haven't. And that was on my list, too. Well, I will not spoil it. I will not give anything away. Although I will say that there are parts that I enjoyed. There are aspects of the movie I enjoyed. I think that it's, a, uh, without going into details, it's very um, John Carpenter. Not in the style, but in the substance. And that's, I, I won't say anything else. I will leave it at that. Because I don't want to spoil it for you. That in, that intrigues me a lot, though. But it's it's something that um, I will say for like watching it. It was a great way. Even though I love JC's my favorite. I I'll go out and say JC's my favorite director. But the thing is, like, it wasn't great, but it was good, and it was the perfect subscription movie. Like that's that's a great way to use your your past to go see a movie like that. Because even though I had that as number one, I was really looking forward to it. I would say I would go and pay for that. But for someone, it's like, you know what? That's a good subscription movie. Go go on like, you know, early morning on the weekends or whatever, whenever you can fit it in. Just go see it because it's a fun, like theater type experience, some creepy audio, some creepy video and visuals but worth seeing, I think, in that capacity. And then you had Indy 4, or sorry, Indy 5, which you and I mm -hmm. have not seen. We both had that. Um, I had The Flash, and that's the only one I can speak about, but if you listen to our podcast, I like that one a lot. Yeah. And then what, what were the other two? You had Extraction 2? Yep, so Extraction 2 is the other one, and that was my number two pick. And that one was, I watched it with, Dear old dad on Father's Day weekend. He was <laughs> the not... The best as... way to spend Father's Day <laughs> yeah. is watching bloodshed. No! Oh, I mean, that's uh, that's a good bonding moment. Um, I will say it was... Uh, I enjoyed it. I think I liked it better than the first one. I think that Sam Har Har Hargrave, right? Hargraves? Um, the director and Chris Hemsworth. Great team up. I... Don't think the story, there's there's not a lot there, but the action kind of speaks for itself. However, I will say that it's kind of a, a result of diminishing returns as you go through the movie, because once again, not spoiling anything, it starts strong, um, a good action scene, a great action scene, and then just like an okay action scene. And that's what kind of ends the movie. But that long take, is awesome. Yeah, somebody at work told me it's like 20 minutes or something. 
21 minutes. Is it a genuine 21 minutes or is no. it? Okay, you can tell that yeah. they, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome because they do a great job of covering it up, but there's a lot of digital moments of where they do fake it. And at the same time, it's great. It's worth seeing, but it's it's definitely not like your uh, 1912 or anything like that. No, I'm going to say that I watched the first 45 minutes of this movie, and then Netflix actually went through with the password crackdown. <laughs> so I lost uh, Netflix and I have no intention of signing up for that service. So I don't know if I'm ever going to see this, you know, the rest of this movie. Um, I, I think it's worth uh, watching. I, I liked it, but it's weird because there are a lot of Netflix movies that I've just grown into like, eh, I'll get to it. or And if I don't get to it, I won't watch it. Won't ever see it. There's so many that I, I've just never, I don't know, for whatever reason, we always talk about we make fun of netflix but yeah it's few and far between if they have good stuff uh let me let me go back i before i i have to issue an apology it's not 1912 i said 1912 but it's 1917 1917 yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't know what i'm thinking about well you might have to apologize for that director's name too because i i don't know if it's the last yeah, name was correct now that's that makes me feel even worse uh because it's uh hargrave hargrave sam hargrave you said that, right? I think. I think you did. Yeah. Good. Now we don't have to issue another apology. Good. We got that cleared up. For the month of July, do you want me to go ahead and start with my new Yeah, I'm three? really interested because I, I feel like we're going to have some overlap. Maybe the first. We I, I think we're going to have overlap quite possibly on all three, which would be something we've never done before. So this, this podcast could be just one of many firsts. Numero three. Christopher Nolan's new drama thriller, Oppenheimer, hits theaters July 21st. The beautiful, the talented Killian Murphy plays J. Robert Oppenheimer, who is a theoretical physicist who helped develop the first nuclear weapons. I don't really need to explain this pick. Nolan's great. The crew for this is great. The cast is insane, Mm. absolutely stacked. I know I complained about Tenet that Nolan... If I don't know, if that one felt like he's trying to go too big. This looks like it's big and ambitious, but it also feels like something he would have made earlier in his career. Yeah, I, I, I like Tenet, but it is like bottom Nolan for me. That's my second to last least favorite. Mm-hmm. How do I say this? Um, I it, it's it's the second worst film he's made, yeah, in my opinion. I've seen it three times and it doesn't really improve. But I think he's going to get on track with this one. I think this one looks quite good. I am very curious to see what happens with the box office with this movie because this is definitely, like you said, you remember when Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out and Tarantino had that stack cast? That is the same way with this movie. And it is, that's awesome. I just, I cannot wait to be able to see this cast and especially Killian Murphy. Love that dude. I love the relationship he has with Nolan. That he's just like, they just love yeah. being together and making movies. This is a cast, though. I think we did it on a podcast before where I read literally like, it was like the 15th name in the cast, and it was still someone mm-hmm. huge. Like it just kept going and going. I'm sure everyone's only in this, or the bulk of them are in it for like mm-hmm. five minutes, but it doesn't matter. This cast is crazy. 
So yes, looking forward to this. Yeah, that movie is going to be awesome. And just like you said, uh, what Nolan's done and continues to do, I think he is uh, a delight, even though I've been, I'm not going to say outspoken in terms of thinking that he, like his movies are just average. He does a great job with his movies, but sometimes it's just not my flavor. Sometimes there's a little bit too much of a different, uh, I don't know, maybe sometimes he offers some uh, spicy fish and chips, and I just want regular fish and chips. I don't know. Like <laughs> just give me fish and chips. You don't have to make it wacky. Oh. I think 95% of the time he's like spot on for me, though. Uh, there, there are some good, there, there are some great things, I think, that he ends up doing. And then in the moment, I'm like, eh. And then I think about it more, and he is definitely your intellectual filmmaker for that. I think, as you said, he went too too ambitious with Tenet, where it's like, but does it make sense? Yeah, I still can't wrap my head around it. But then you do things like you cast John David Washington, Ooh, yeah. who's just great. He's awesome. Or Robert Pattinson, and that's great. Uh, but remember how bad the villain was in that? Oh, He's just yeah. like beating her up. And it's just like, this isn't fun. Just, but I then, hate watching that. But then also just like not, a, just very bland. Just a bland villain. It's a cartoon villain. Not Put good. Killian Murphy in that role. That's one thing he can't do. He cannot, He can never be bland. No, he's a, he's a delight. I love that guy. I've, I've, I feel like I've been crushing on him since 28 Days Later. Yeah, I have. I know I have. Ever since that movie came out. And I, bring, I brought that up to my dad the, talking about... Uh, you know, watching uh, bloody movies, I brought that up to him on Father's Day. We almost watched that because that little, you know, father-daughter uh, relationship and 28 Days Later, um, we just started talking about just like relationships and movies and that was brought up and then we led to 28 Days Later. I'm like, you want to watch that? We almost did. We did not. I feel like that's a good fall movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love that. So good. Well, I will say that Oppenheimer is not number three for me. But talking about getting wacky, this my third pick is going to get wacky. I wonder how wacky. Um, I've heard great things about it. Good buzz. It is making me... I, I feel like this could be your number one because it involves a little thing that you love called seances. Um, and movies. <laughs> yeah. um, I haven't done that in real and, life yet, but yes, I do love a good seance. <laughs> Um, same with me. Like I've always been like, man, I love watching that because I would never do it. Kind of like when you watch an organized crime movie, oh, it's yeah. like, oh, it's great. Let's, let's see all this bad crap that's going on because I'm never going to be a made man. Uh, same like the, with this talk to me, a 24, it's a new movie coming out. Horror movie. Love that. We're getting a horror movie in the middle of summer, July 28th. And it's whenever it's coming out. And, um, man, this just looks, looks so unique. It's on the poster, but also the big shtick with this movie is where it's like this hand, this like taxidermied hand. Yeah, embalmed hand. And it's just where you grab this hand, and apparently that's when you say, like, talk to me, and then it starts the seance process. And apparently it grabs on a little too tight for one of our main characters won't let go and is kind of stuck, our main character is stuck in this in-between world, or maybe something's pushing through or pulling through, rather. And right now, the buzz is solid for this movie. Um, I just, 
there there's a movie I believe it's called Seance that came out in the middle of the pandemic. I never watched mm-hmm. that, uh, but you. I, s- I liked it. Yeah, I, okay. I had a lot of fun with that. It's a, uh, it's it's a seance. I'm all in, baby. And that's I mean there there are some some movies like that where um, yeah just I never watched that. I want to, but this movie looks great. Once again, a twenty four. Uh, just seems to be knocking movies out of the park, uh, unless you're Ari Aster, and then it seems to kind of be a big thud, like you're a naked walking phoenix against a dump truck. If you haven't seen that movie, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you haven't seen? Oh, boy. oh. I still haven't seen. Dang it. No. it! All right. Well, well, I'm. I guess we're gonna see some. Do I see Joaquin Dong in the movie or no? Do you want me to tell you? Sure. Just. I mean, I don't think that's gonna spoil the whole film. Yeah, he hangs D. There's a part, oh, yeah. There, there's a part where I'm like, wow, that's a lot of Joaquin. Um, oh, wow. I can't yeah. wait now. Yeah. So, uh, and it's, I think, a mini long take from what I can remember. It's kind of a fun scene or sequence, but man, it's messed up. Uh, but I digress. So that was an A24 movie. Talk to me is an A24 movie. Right now, what is the score? What do you think the score is sitting at on Rotten Tomatoes? 97%. Ooh, did you just look that up? I just know it. I, I mean... Yeah, 97%, baby. You know me. You know what I like. <laughs> but, yeah, 90, I just... I, now, the crazy thing is this is like a 2022 movie. Like, people uh-huh. saw this last year at festivals or yeah. something. So, we're finally getting it. And uh, I didn't hear much about it then, but I did... I think it was at the beginning of the year. And uh, when the first... Tra- or there was an image, and then there was a poster that dropped. I'm like, man, this looks awesome um but yeah it's going to be a tight movie an hour and a half Ooh, yeah i feel like uh, that's great and i feel like around the time bodies 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 came out i was like hearing about this like oh get ready because this one bodies is out it's good and then uh, you won't have to wait long because you're going to get this one another good a24 horror film so yeah that's cool and it's interesting this is definitely Talk to me seems like a more serious version of Bodies, Bodies, but Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Because uh, I've thought about that on and off. Have you thought about that movie since you've watched it? Yes, I'm. I'm really wanting to rewatch it. That you know, what's obnoxious though is the 4K is only available at Best Buy. I'm like, what kind of deal is that? That is the dumbest deal that you guys sucks. could make. So I'm going to praise Zenu for my number two pick. It's Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. The seventh movie in, I think, the amazing Mission Impossible franchise. It hits theaters July 12th. Uh, I know the buzz for this is crazy good. And I actually bumped this from my number one to my number two because so far, and I don't know I don't know how you feel. I've watched the trailers for this. And for whatever reason, it's starting to feel a little too familiar to me. Like, even the plot sounds recycled, which is something along the lines of the IMF team embarks on their most dangerous mission yet to track down a terrifying new weapon that threatens humanity i feel like i've seen that nine thousand yeah. times i mean like i said i can i i can find a reason to love on everything mission impossible 2 and all of these movies it's just something that i can find so like you know going back as wild as john woo's filmmaking style is it's still amazing to be able to see, like, it is different. And it, it's fascinating when you've got these different directors who were at one time, because now um, uh, Chris McQuarrie, or as 
or is it um, Tom Cruise calls him Chris McHugh or McHugh? That's it. I think McHugh, uh, which I love. It's just like it's he's given him his own agent name. But like with this, I just there's something different that all of the directors brought up to this that point whenever Chris McQuarrie came on board. But it's just like the movies are fun and they're also at one time I wasn't a huge fan. I thought they were okay. Like there was a time where I started to get, I was starting to taper off. No, no, I'm not that way anymore. I'm like Tom Cruise handcuffed to the steering wheel of a little car driving through Rome. It's just, it's cool. But then seeing that, that got me amped for the movie. Seeing that behind the scenes, it's almost like the behind the scenes needs a movie of its own. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm getting a little nervous that this franchise is running on fumes. It's not though, because every one of these movies rules. Going into my number two, I have to say the posters for this movie are standouts. It's hard. I feel like, I don't know, because we haven't talked about posters in a long time. I feel like it's hard to make a good movie poster. Like, they've got to be simple but intriguing. You can't overdo it. You have to do something that is like, it catches your eye, but it's not overwhelming to the senses. And it's a very... It's it's a huge balancing act. And for those creating movie posters, huge hats off to you. But I will say, Oppenheimer has some of the best movie posters. That's my number two. I didn't say a whole lot about this movie whenever you picked it as your number three. But this is, as we get closer, seeing more. I'm trying not to watch a lot of trailers because I'm trying not to be spoiled. But hearing things like this movie, was it? Was it Nolan who said that this movie was screen tested and it made people like it devastated them? Yeah, they like couldn't. I think he said something along the lines of they like couldn't speak <laughs> as they walked out. So like that gets me amped. I want to know. Obviously, like this story is a devastating story. And I love one of my favorite things, too. And, I, you know, I know it, it seems kind of stupid, but. I, I dig it. it. It seems like something we've seen before, but the way it's delivered between Matt Damon and Killian Murphy, whenever Matt Damon's character in the trailer says, what percentage are, do you think that this will have like, this will not blow up in our faces or like to destroy the world or something. It's like close to zero or at near zero, something like that. And he's like, what do you mean near zero? And he's like, well, that's just, that's probability. I can't give you a hundred percent but it's it's pretty close that this won't like destroy all of us. But there is that possibility. I mean, just simple things like that. And also the delivery. I think it seems like all of these actors are on board, even a little bit that we've seen with Jack Quaid. Oh, yeah. Who plays our boy uh, Huey and the boys. Uh, he even a little bit with him. I'm like, looks awesome. I'm ready for it. I think this movie is going to be deserving to see on the biggest screen possible because that's one thing I love about Nolan, that not only does he go big with his movies, he loves shooting in IMAX, but he also apparently shot so much, like the film for this movie is so huge. It was like, like there was a weight that they gave on this and it's like so many tons, right? And it's like, how are you going to get projectionists to freaking load this movie? Plus it's super long, which you and I love. Oh, yeah. Is this a movie that you get popcorn and a drink for? Absolutely. Ooh. But, I mean, you're <laughs> going to... Even though the subject matter is pretty dark, if you think about you're it. You're going to have to pace yourself, though. It is dark, but... Mm. Yeah, I don't think I can do it. 
Because of the subject matter or because of the length? No, 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 no. Because I don't want to have to go to the bathroom. Oh, that's going to be tough. Ooh. So far, you and I are two for two. Yeah. That makes and me I think wonder. I, I think I know what your number one is. The only other thing I'll bring up is I keep hearing the film score is amazing that Ludwig Gornson made. And that dude is the best. I was going to say, speaking of, it's like he is slowly climbing up and has ever since Black Panther 1. And it's no, just like... Creed. Ever since Creed. Creed. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Probably and even just, before then. But Creed's like the one I was like, who is this guy? Stood out. Yeah. You're right. And that's where ever since it just like gets better and better. And there's something different. Even like, I feel like even if you didn't, you weren't a huge fan of Wakanda forever. Man, some of that stuff, especially for like the siren songs or that, so spooky and eerie. It's just so good. And then Tenet. I mean, Tenet, he's doing his mm -hmm. best Hans Zimmer, but that score is freaking awesome. But I'm interested to hear the music. Cannot wait. My number one is a true wild card because I haven't seen the trailer for it. Oh. That's intentional, though, because I don't want to know anything about it, really. Do you know what it is? It's got to be Talk To Me, right? Yeah, it's Talk To oh. Me. I mean, <laughs> the premise alone, dude, that uh, friends discover how to conjure spirits using a hand and they become, they become hooked on the thrill and then it goes too far and they unleash something like that. Tell me that premise doesn't speak. Like you don't instantly think about me. Yeah. That's, that's totally, that's totally my thing. So numero one, I, whenever I, cause I watched the trailer and I thought whenever I watched it, I'm like, I wonder if you're going to take a hand to Ooh. the theater with you. Well, you know, what sucks though. Well, I hate to say it sucks. <laughs> these movies these movies outside of I mean even it's possible this could affect Mission Impossible but Oppenheimer and Talk to Me come out late in the month and uh, Oppenheimer I think comes out the day a day or two before my firstborn is set to arrive so I don't know if I'm going to see Oppenheimer or Talk to Me in theaters it's going to be hard Mission Mission might be the last big movie I get to see for just a little bit and if that's the case, say you watch Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part One, will you, uh, will you end up having Ethan Hunt Douglas? <laughs> no. Oh, but listen, I go to the movies by myself ninety-five percent of the time. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like doing it that way. And then my wife will go if she wants to see it. But I, I'm sure I'm still going to be able to, you know, carve out two and a half hours when she's born. Uh, you know, maybe give it a couple weeks and then I can yeah. see these things. But yeah, that's I don't want I don't want to make it seem like I am not looking forward to that in any way. I know that sounded really bad, but it is sad. <laughs> I would be feeling uh, conflicted as well. So numero one for you has got to be got to be mission, right? A hundred percent. Like that. Okay. So we're three for three. That's never happened before. That's a first. Like you said, you predicted that happening on this podcast. Oh my goodness. Yeah. What a, that is insane. Yeah. Honestly, I almost, well, I'll get to that here in a little bit, but as far as like, uh, two, two, almost one, it'll be a tease here in a little bit Two, most importantly is that mission impossible. I thought I, yeah, like, as you mentioned, trailers have not been hooking me like I had hoped that they would. 
but you know what has, and that's the behind the scenes and seeing the stunt work and seeing things like, as we talked about earlier, Tom Cruise handcuffing himself to the steering wheel and he's driving through the streets of Rome where those are real cars and it doesn't seem real how that they actually allowed that. But nonetheless, like most of this movie or this franchise is like, how do they allow that? Or how do they get insurance? This franchise might be my favorite franchise across all genres that are currently, that's currently going right now. And it just, for how many movies we've had, I cannot think of another franchise that's hit on the levels that these films have hit on for me personally. And it seems, even though it seems like we are repeating, like not only the synopsis, but it seems like some of the characters are repeating themselves. The closer we get, the more I cannot wait to dive into a giant vat of popcorn, buttery popcorn, and then just plow through multiple sodas. I cannot, I'm, I'm going to wear a diaper so that way oh my I God. will not leave. This is something that this movie, as it gets closer, this is becoming like, and even though we are inching toward the release date, is my most anticipated movie of the year. Oh, and my goodness. Yeah, I just, I can't, I, I know like at the beginning and when we first saw the trailer, like, nah, like the very first trailer, like this, no. But this movie, I cannot wait. I lo- It's like, this truly for me is like for some people with Fast and Furious and the whole family thing. This to me, Ethan Hunt and company, it feels like family. Yes, 100%. And that's how it just, I, I love it. I love it. Give me more of it. Um, well, and still, somebody needs to die in this, though. We, I they think, never want to kill anyone off. And that's always been, I think, especially the last couple. Yeah. Let's kill, let's raise the stakes a little bit. And I think I think that will be the case. I really do. And it makes me wonder if we will end up getting a death of Simon Pegg, of Ving Rames, someone where I don't think they'll kill Ving, because Ving has just been in everything. And yeah. And I I mean, but it's dead reckoning. And I don't I don't think they're going to do anything major because if that were the case, well, we, we would have we heard speculate about it. once. That they kill off everyone but Tom Cruise. Oh. So in the last one, it's just like him on a warpath. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wild? That would actually, yeah. I mean, just the fact that we had three for three. Yeah, it's the first time ever. I, I mean, I honestly looked. I'm like, there's, I got to do three movies, and these are, these are what I wanted. Yeah, I mean, all of these, all of mm, these. Okay. Well, you, you know, the other one that almost made the list, and I could have put it at, um. God, what was my number freaking three pick? I've already forgotten. Oh, uh, Oppenheimer. Yeah. I, y- y- weirdly enough, I could have swapped it for Barbie. I think Barbie could be a lot of Funny fun. that you say that because I almost did the same thing. Number four for me, and that is my tease, is that as we've gotten closer and we've seen more with Barbie, and and here's the big thing, huge thing. When they release the first trailer and you hear that little needle drop, I'm like, oh, that's... Sounds like a new little track by new Dua Lipa. Guess what it is? Mm-hmm. And, and she, ma- she, oh man, yeah. Especially like being out on the bike during the summertime. Dua is like my go-to. There, there are cer- certain go-tos I've got, like the Killers go-to. Uh, as of recently, it's been Matchbox Twenty since they released that their new album. But Dua Lipa, 
that's she's I, I love listening to her on the bike and I've listened to that I think the whenever they finally released that track and that music video dropped I listened to that like five times consecutively Ooh. oh yeah I almost got fired over my job because I kept listening to it <laughs> why would they fire you though because I was annoying everyone listening to it constantly mm, I'll put those headphones on man Ooh, oh I blasted it I was like I everyone's got to listen to this yeah, Barbie almost made the list. Almost looks, made it. Looks like a lot I, of fun. Never thought I would say that, but it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, it could be a lot of fun. My wife really wants to. She's like praying the baby doesn't come until after that movie because <laughs> she does want to go see that. That's like her. She's trying to keep her. She's trying to keep her in for just a, just another three weeks. How wild would it be? That would be a great gag if you try to talk your wife into doing like a double feature Barbie and Oppenheimer. <laughs> my luck, we'll, she'll have not given birth. We'll go see Barbie. And I'm like, I'm going to see Oppenheimer tomorrow. And then that's when she goes in. <laughs> oh, that's All right. awesome. Man, July, good month. So I, I'm hyped. God, talk to me though. Boy. Oh, so good. And that's at the end of the month. You got all month to look forward to that. I know. I can't wait. That's another thing. Look, looking at all these movies, they're spaced out. We got Mission Impossible Die Reckoning on July 12th, coming soon. Oppenheimer coming on the 21st, and then Talk to Me the 28th at the very end. And there's a movie coming out, not to, I'm not going to say it yet, but coming out in August that I am incredibly hyped for. You say that you don't want you don't want to bring it up in terms of what it is? I don't think so, because then I'm just giving it away. Now I'm I'm curious. I'm looking ahead, and I don't know what. I mean, I'm sure if I do some more digging, but like off the top of my head, I can't think of any August release unless it's like, um, oh, I see, TMNT or well, Ooh. yeah. I was gonna say it's either Meg to the Trench or no, absolutely uh, not. That looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that first or, one was awful. There's another absurd movie uh, I was going to throw out there. I forget. It's not even showing up right now. So TMNT, um, who, you, did you grow up with, with that too and love it? Like yeah, I oh, yeah. I had no favorite? joke. Donatello. Oh, my God. See, that's mine too. And yeah. I always thought I was in, like, cool guy that liked Donnie. And no one else did. And then I know, like, ten people that that's their favorite <laughs> or he's their yep. favorite. So no joke. As a kid, this is like a total 80s kid or – 80s 90s kid thing uh there was a chair that you sat in and it's like a styrofoam chair or something like that um i asked for that for christmas and it's donatello and i got it and that was a chair that i loved like i i dragged that everywhere with me and i would like put it in the yard and my parents would get mad at me because i was getting grass all over it stuff like that i took i mean that was like basically my version of a toy like a, a, a giant toy or doll or whatever. Um, but it made me feel like Donatello because I was sitting basically on Donatello's face. <laughs> oh, good and, Lord. Uh, and so, um, man, I love that. But it was just like, if you lean against it, lean hard enough, because you're a kid, like you're not going to fall out of it. But now it's like you lean back. I mean, you just fall back. And it's one of those types of chairs. But it was like such an 80s thing to look at. But yeah, huge, huge Turtles fan. Um, especially the games on NES or SNES. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, yeah, just like the movie. Fan. Like I rewatched the 90s movie. I think it was 90 that it came out. 
a couple weeks ago, I watched the the two newest TMNTs, and then I, I got to go do Secret of the U's, and then the third one. The third one was one I never really got into, the time travel one. Oh, yeah. But before we go, let's rank the turtles. Oh, man. So you and I have Donnie number one. Who's your least favorite? I mean, I like them all. I'm just going to say that. But who's your, you got to rank them for whatever, however you decide to rank it. Who's number four? Man. I also want to say I was like super obsessed with Casey Jones for a long time. Yeah. Man, that is tough. Um, Maybe Mikey. Oh, mine would be Leonardo. See, I don't. Oh man, that is tough because because he's always the leader, but he's usually the most serious one. Yeah, because he's got to keep everyone together. So I'm gonna I'm putting Leo number four, numero three. Man, that's tough because if that. Then, yeah, because I would end up probably saying Leo would, would be number three for me. Okay. I think I'd probably... So you're putting Michelangelo at number four? Yeah. Oh, boy. That's really... That was, a, that was a struggle for you to say that. I'll, I'll put him number three for me. I for always Yeah, I, and I always loved Raphael. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, for me. That would I would actually he's, say he's just a badass dude, and I love in that old movie he's just like so angry all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where like he's definitely my number two, and Donnie's one. Weirdly enough, Mikey's kind of grown on me, just like his fun nature. And I don't have you seen? I can't remember if I texted you, but Pizza Hut is like the sponsor again oh, yeah. for the new TMNT, but they're doing commercials in the vein. With you know the look of the new movie, that's uh-huh. the new Pizza Hut commercials. They are freaking awesome. Oh yeah, that's I did. It's funny because I saw, um, I was actually searching to go get some za the other day, Ooh. and I started just like searching to see if there was anything different, and I just like across the board, and then I came across, um, that uh, whenever I was online looking, I'm like, oh man, that's actually that's pretty rad. It's great, and then um. Recently, I think I, I I can't remember. I sent this to so many people, but I got the new. There's a new cereal that I bought. That is uh, TMNT Mutant Mayhem loves, and uh, I just feel like a young man again, a young a young little child. That was obsessed with turtles growing up, and I still mm-hmm. love it. Weirdly enough, not weirdly enough. I think it's I think it's dope. I don't have to explain that, but yeah. Yeah, always a huge TMNT head. So did you, because of your rankings as well, did you also side with their weapons? Like how much of their weapons played a role in that? I always thought Mikey's was cool, the nunchucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Donatello's, st- like the bow staff. I don't even know what you call that. Yeah. That's what I call it. The swords are cool. And then, yeah, Raph's, uh, the size or whatever, those things are awesome. Yeah, I Michelangelo always. I always thought he had the coolest weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. That's where that that for me. I was always torn because of that reason. Because that played for me the just the weapons. That was always like, man, I ju- I just loved like that. I almost sided over 
who I like most over the weapons. But I'm like, yeah, it's personality. Weirdly, the color too. Yeah, oh yeah. It's just like I like purple, mm-hmm. and then I'm, I'm just attracted to that for some reason. And then I like Donatello just because he's like a yeah. brainhead. He's smart, and that always I always thought that was cool that. Kind of the he was kind of the nerdy guy, yeah. but he was still a badass. Yeah, I know that, and that's that's where, and it's also like you said too that mixed with the purple, it was almost always not mysterious, but just like a darker. It just seemed more almost menacing, but like a cool menacing. Yeah, that could be just like a. I can't wait to talk about that movie because I think that's going to be fun. That's going to be solid. You mentioned talking about going back and rewatching the '90s film. And it was just the first one, is that right? So far, I've only watched that one. I've been wanting to do a rewatch of all three for a while. Ooh, like, yeah, as I'm doing in it, baby. Two I'm locking months. them all in. Uh, are, do you own all of those? No, they're on Paramount Plus. Okay. Man, Paramount that, Plus. But that would be so much fun watching that, watching all three. Actually, I think the two new ones are on Paramount Plus, and then the, the original three are on Tubi. Okay. So that's how I've been watching those. Tubi sounds like a a, uh, a Turtles type uh, tool for something. I don't even know. Seems like something <laughs> that they created. They're like, get the Tubi. We got to figure this out. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's going to be a fun movie. And it's, uh, it's interesting because there are some good movies coming up, but I'll just have to, uh, what we'll do... After you become a dad for the, oh, uh, and, and you yeah, I'll just have to, we'll have to podcast and then I'll just spoil everything about all the movies from Oppenheimer, Ooh. Barbie, all of that. That's weird to think that by the time that movie comes out, she's going to be like a month old. Yeah, I mean, what, it, what? How do you feel about that? Are you going to raise a, like a turtle fan? Well, I hope so. Well, she's got to love baseball. That's the biggest thing. That's a given. that's the most important thing. And then. I want her to love um, horror films, you know, Halloween. Oh, yeah. I want to dress her up as uh, a Laurie Strode for Halloween. <laughs> That's one of my goals. And then um, and we also found a Ghostbuster outfit for her because, you know, we've already been shopping for that stuff. That's so she, awesome. she needs to love that kind of stuff. Um, otherwise, she's no daughter of mine. <laughs> Uh, I'm excited for you, and I, I know that, especially with the horror stuff, that is that will be awesome. I figure by, I don't know, three or four, I can sit her down and we can watch at least the Rob Zombie Halloween. Uh, yeah. I'll quickly followed by RZH2. <laughs> Which, as you know, I love. I love Halloween 2, the zombie cut. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah, we'll go from there. Maybe maybe she can watch Terrifier. <laughs> Oh, man. And you finished that? I finished it. It is awful. I hated it. What about Terrifier 2? I haven't watched it yet. Is it better? If I really did not like the first one, is it better? I actually did like 2 better, but, man, there's, like, the the filmmaker, the the director, was talking about how he wanted to up the ante. Like, he's like, we had to up the ante with the one scene, like the the split and a half scene, you know? Mm -hmm. Um. (laughs) <laughs> and then he was like, we have to, we, and there is a scene in Terrifier 2, I will not give it away, but it just goes on and on and on. And it's like the goriest friggin' scene 
it is it's just it's something else it actually it makes your stomach churn and god um it's one of those that like i do like the second movie better it's longer than it should be though Um, yeah it's like two and a half hours long one thing i didn't like one a lot of it just felt mean-spirited i don't know why i can watch like a halloween and think it's fine but this i was just like i just it's not fun and then Art at one point is using a gun to shoot people. I'm like, this is so dumb. Like, he's using guns? That's stupid. I just didn't like it. It doesn't feel, I don't know. It seems strange that he pulls a gun out and shoots someone. Um, I will say that the second movie, it, it fixes a lot of what the first movie had working against it, in my opinion, where that uh, you don't really have someone to root for. And in the second one, you are rooting for mainly the teenage i think or early 20s i i thought she was like a teenager uh, like late teens um who's really the main character and you're rooting for her and i think that's like that that's a good character i think that it 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 falls into somewhat of a trap of some just like low budget it just feels low budget but it's also cool what they were able to do with the low budget but that was actually a movie that came out and it was, I did not know anything about the Terrifier movies, right? Or I, like, I'd, I'd seen Terrifier online and streaming, but I never really thought anything about watching it. Well, then I kept hearing good buzz. But the, the main thing that sold me was, no joke, bringing this all around to what we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, it was playing in Regal. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to go... Oh my yep, god. I'm, I don't know why that's funny. I'm to gonna me. I'm gonna go use my pass because I oh I don't know how I feel about this. Oh boy. So I went and watched yeah. it. And it was it was like I can't imagine sitting in the theater watching the first one at I, least. So the first good So here's Lord. what I did. I watched the first one before the second one because I'm like, all right, this is I don't know what it plays in. I don't know anything about this little clown person. And I and, and so <laughs> I watched. I'm like, all right, that was like, it was, it was fine, I guess. Like, it was weird, but I'm like, all right, we'll see about what I feel about the second one. The second one was actually cool, and they also had like a Q and A at the end of the movie that I was tacked on, and I think it was just because it was low budget and it didn't. They were just trying to get people to go watch it, and the movie actually, Terrifier Two, did actually decent business. Yeah, people at the box it. office. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, I'll watch it soon. And that one's set during Halloween, right? The second one, too? Yeah, and that's where I think it is. I, I would say the second one's goofy, but it is better. Like, there are certain things overall, story-wise, character-wise, just across the board, it's better. All right, well, I'll, I'll watch it. It's still bad in parts, but it's better. <laughs> yeah, the acting in the first one's not good. Yeah, there's some questionable things that are happening, too. And the gun. Does he use a gun in the second one? Man, I can't remember. honestly can't remember. I know that there's things that... Uh, there's, That's just completely jumping the shark for me. I don't like it. It does. If Michael Myers used a gun, we would just we would riot it. Yeah. But Art, he lives by his own rules. No. Oh! <laughs> um. Yeah. I can't. I can't remember. But it's uh. Man, it's it's something else. That's for sure. Alrighty. Well, let's wrap this up. Just another month down, and another picks podcast down. And all I can say is, I can't wait for Indiana Jones next. Mm-hmm.